Sippers, welcome to the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. It's the Wednesday episode. It's a big one. It's a guest episode. My guest is my friend Christian Nairn. Christian is known for music, is known for acting. We sat down in the studio. I haven't seen him in so long because COVID, very sly. And when I say, I think we talked about quite literally everything. I don't think there was anything that exists that we left out of this conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Let's just get straight into it. Christian, I've I've known you for about six years, more, 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 maybe let's say eight years. Yes, about eight. And I don't know if you drink tea. I don't know if you're a tea drinker. I don't know if you have a cup of tea a day. I don't know if you have twelve cups of tea a day. Honestly, I'm not a hot drink person at all. Or you have been back in the no, day. I'm, I'm no, just like alcohol, I'm known to drink a hot drink every now and then, maybe once a day. Well, hold on now, when you say <laughs> you're known to drink a hot drink, <laughs> what well, is it people say about well, you? It depends what's going. Keep watching this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I run quite hot. So um, if I have a cup of tea, which you'll probably see in a minute, I'll, I'll get quite hot. So I, I like to... I like a drink to serve its purpose and cool me down. What would be what would be the right circumstance for you to have a hot drink like a tea? Well, if I was in like somewhere cold. <laughs> so if you were if you're in the Antarctic oh, yeah. and I say, "Hey, do you want a drink?" You I would... would be more than happy to bring a kettle. <laughs> yeah, even a travel one. Yeah. Hey, before we before we kick off this podcast. I'm a ma- I have a major confession i got to make to you. Oh, Jesus. Big, big confession. This, this could really, really jeopardise our friendship. And we're on a bit of a string as it is, like. This this is going to cut the string. So, <laughs> your your tour manager was oh, was sick about six years ago. And, right. And you, you, you were like, I'm going to Washington, Canada, and New York. And, oh, Jesus, yeah. and you were like, listen. I remember. You come along, kind of act. You, you're like, you might need to carry some bags. You might need to go and grab water for me. I was like, whatever it is, I'm in. Let's go and have this trip. Now, as it turned out, you didn't I, say didn't, didn't, do any of I that. didn't need to do anything. I think you were like, this would be more hassle than it's worth. Just, just <laughs> let him work away. So on that trip, you did you did a gig in Washington. Yes. And I, I've never had a series of three worst gigs, so I, that's why I never brought you back. You were like, <laughs> and I you lost to, your case. I lost my case, which I've never done before or since. You lost your case, and you had to do the DJ tracking. But the, people couldn't see. But I was, I was like up steps behind you, and I was like, he's, he's like uh, doing like a full DJ set. People love it, but at the bottom, you're in sweatpants. Uh, um, right? Okay. So, so the, what's this confession? The confession right, is this. When you were doing the Washington gig, we, we were a bit jet lag. We're on our way back to the accommodation. And we were like, let's get five guys. There was yeah, five guys this. on the way home. What are you going to tell me here? Because I remember this. What are you going to tell me, Shane? There were five guys on the way home. We stopped. I was like, listen, I'll run in here. You, you, you paid for the entire trip. I was like, listen, I'll run in and get the burgers. Don't want them. We're even. And, uh, and you asked for, um, say, like a double cheese with onions. Something like that. So I ran in, I get our order, I bring it in, we get back to the accommodation, you open your burger, and you say, there is no onions. And that just hangs in the air for a second, and I said, well, I asked for onions. You didn't, did you? 
I did not ask for onions and I knew in that moment I'd forgotten to ask for onions and you threatened to phone that five guys place and I was like listen don't 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 because I knew they would say that dickhead did not ask for onions so you ruined my trip I ruined your trip you were so upset about the onions <laughs> and uh, yeah that's been hang- that's been burdening me for a long time well do you feel closure now I feel a lot of closure and I feel like I owe you an onion do you have one on you <laughs> no but I can get you I can get you one <laughs> Well, remember we stayed. Remember we stayed in that haunted, haunted house. house the creaky haunted house, with that weird guy who cooked everything. <laughs> yeah, that, guy. that was like a. Um, okay. Yeah, it was like, like the Washington frat. Uh, what, what do you call that? Cruel but, intentions. But like a historic frat house type thing. Yeah, it was a like cruel intentions. It was all like the future presidents and drug dealers and yeah, um, same thing. That part, that party, you, it was it was like an eyes wide shut type weird, yeah. weird thing. Yeah, we were on their tuxes and everything. Yeah, and, and you left me alone oh, selfishly because you went and did a DJ set, and I just had to sit in this room. Was that why you got me people. back for the onion? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're such a better little shit. I swear to God. <laughs> that was on on that trip as well. You you were playing Hard Rock Cafe, Times Square, in New York, and you definitely were. I didn't remember. And you, I had. Dave Elliott was in New York at the same time. So you went to the gig early. You were doing oh, press. That's right. You were doing press. That's right. I went and met Dave for dinner and then I was like, and then I'll meet and you. you the gig. Get in. And I couldn't get in. And I said to the guy <laughs> I said it's such a disaster from start to finish, wasn't it? Tell Christian Shane's here. And the guy said, Shine. And I went, Nope, Shane. And he said, That's not how it's pronounced. And I was like, Why am I having an argument with how my name is pronounced? And I never I, I never I never got back to say it. But but anyway, I mean, if there are no Irish people in New York, like no. <laughs> now that now that that's off my chest about the onion, I think we can move forward. We can, I can move forward. Um, I'm a bit gutted. Yeah, but I'll never trust you again with a burger order. No, that's for sure. No, let me ask you this: How do you feel about the world at the minute? Because that's what you do over a cup of tea or a coffee. What's your What's your general feeling? Like you feeling you feeling okay in the midst of all this? <laughs> Is anybody? I think some people ha- like yeah. If you own a company that sells PPE, yeah, yeah sure, you're feeling yeah, you're, you're feeling you're good. With gas. Yeah, with gas, you? if you have shares in debt, all yeah, you're loving I'm, it. Basically, everything that I do, everything that everything that earns me money and keeps me moving, and keeps me from being in Muckamore Abbey, um, is gone. Yeah, you right can't now. travel. You're, you're like, we would we would try and have lunch and you know try and arrange a day to do it. And you're like, no, I'm going to be in Ecuador, and then I'll be in Peru, and then I'm doing a gig in London. And yeah, but man, as you know, I don't want to sound like a twat. I mean, I, I, I was always grateful for that, and I, I didn't, I, I thought it would end someday, but I didn't quite see it ending this way. You know, um, yeah. But I know it's going to start again someday, but it seems to be getting feeling like it's going to get further away. You were, you, how long would you say you were on the road DJing for throughout the year? Oh ten, God, ten months? about eighty-five percent of the year, I've been away. I would have been away. And then it just it just stops like yeah. that with no yeah. And there's definitely a jolt. It's like the brakes go on like that. It's like you sort of your brain keeps going. And it took a long time, and then um, it took a long time for the way this stuff spinning and going nowhere. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I did. I'm not gonna lie. I did settle into sleeping to four p.m. at one stage because it was just can I make this day any shorter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I was I was well on at one stage. It was like like seven o'clock. I, like, <laughs> I, I mean, am I just going to sleep? Hi- hibernation is yeah. essentially what yeah, you're talking you know, about. I'm a bit of a bear, so I mean, <laughs> so we like to hibernate. 
<laughs> apparently. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm oh, a bear too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. You're like the anti-bear. <laughs> anyway. uh, so, yeah, everything just kind of... Yeah, it's the same with stand-up. I mean, everything just kind of stopped, but... I'd say you were booked in for a lot of travel and yeah, I had three three tours to the US booked, and um, I basically lost all the tickets and everything. You know, they gave you advisors and stuff, and people were giving you conflicting advice about oh, you should have done this, you should have called fucking Marjorie and BA. And I'm like fuck off, I don't want to phone Marjorie. And so I got <laughs> Marjorie sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so I got advisors, which are all probably expired now and. Uh, but you know what? I've I've got I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to look on the bright side here. Um, I've, I've done a lot of music production. I've been I've been working away on my music, and I got I'm in a movie at the minute. I'm I'm recording a movie in London. And I've done some commercial work. What so. what what's what's the reality of that? What's the reality of actually doing like a, an acting production at the minute? Weird. It's over in London. And I've also now experienced it um, with someone getting it because we're actually we're stood down for the last two weeks some twat went out and was probably lumbering someone and um, I what <laughs> lumbering <laughs> I've never heard this much. you've never heard of lumbering no you heard of lumbering ex-lumbering oh come on lumbering so I mean is it is it what I think it is if you were like oh he went Fain. out and lumber oh so it's a it's a kissing Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here, give us a lumber. Okay. Come on, I, I'll be interested. To That's see how Jack it. got his nickname. Uh, mm. Very, very good joke. It was very much unappreciated <laughs> by the room. <laughs> I'll be interested to see if anyone else knows the lumber. Lumber? Where, uh, do, do you know where that comes from? That Absolutely phrase? not. No. Con- like, is there I love it. Phrase? That's one thing I love. Do you know when you suddenly come out with a real weird sound from Northern Ireland? I said to my ma yesterday, my ma, if you heard me calling her, that should kill me. Um... Someone drove out in front of me, and I was like, "Look at him, Buck Alec, and across the road there." A Buck, by the way, calling someone Buck Alec. I called my son Buck Alec a couple of days ago, and I mean, what does even mean? Like, he's ten weeks, so he doesn't know either. But do you know who Buck Alec was? No, because we were talking about this yesterday. Please tell me. I am so glad that I know a little bit about Buck Alec himself, and I can tell you, it was a real person. Buck Alec was a real person. Now people throw around the phrase "bit of a character." In this part of the world, Buck Alec was, and I really, really hope this is not libelous, Buck Alec was like a loyalist crime guy who lived in, you know, Sailor Town? Yes. Lived in the Sailor Town part of Belfast. Would have been well known around the city in the 60s and had a pet lion that he walked around Belfast. And but no but, but don't worry about it. He had all the teeth taken out. He had the lion's teeth extracted. He used to walk a pet lion around Belfast on a lead. Claws taken out too. Oh, okay. I swear to God, this is a thing. Buck Alec. So basically, it'll be death by dull thuds. Where's my phone? I'm going to tell you just a couple of facts about Buck Alec, but Buck Alec is a real guy. So it is weird whenever people use Buck Alec as a phrase for someone who's maybe like... So it is really a Belfast thing? Oh, it's a Belfast thing, yeah. Yeah. Someone would say like Buck Alec over there. Alexander Buck Alec Robinson <laughs> was a boxer, Ulster loyalist paramilitary. And a reservist, he gained notoriety in Northern Ireland for street fighting robbery and owning a pet lion. I mean, <laughs> when you do those three things, people are going to be talking about you. Definitely you definitely get a reputation. Uh, his contemporary, we need to do a series about this, because his contemporaries included James Stormy Weatherall and Patrick Silver McKee. Wow. Um, but do you want to see a picture of Buck Alec with his lion? Yes, please. Buck Alec Lion. 
Yeah, he used to, he used to just walk it around the streets of Belfast. I'm really sorry, I'm not old enough to remember this. Buck Alec. Uh, nah, there is a real. Oh, there is this picture here, which is totally different. Which I think uh, a lion escaped from Belfast Zoo, ended up in North Belfast, and paramilitaries just had to keep it in an alleyway. Where the uh, that's, that's exactly what that photograph looks like. Why are we not making programs about this? I mean, that's that's legendary content. Would you? I mean, have you ever seen a wild animal in, in real life? Because I have. Well, uh, we were talking earlier about animals we maybe dislike. I saw a frog in real life last night and come like a workout. Either. Short. I don't like frogs. I don't, I, don't, I don't like animals that I could accidentally squash. Yeah. I mean, a frog would like go really jump out of your hand. It might go, and I might like go in your yeah. hand, and I would. I'd have to yeah, it's wee neck would swell up and all first, yeah, and then it would just pop. Yeah, there's no pop out. No. No. Would you. Having, having you know, acted in some big things, obviously Game of Thrones, yeah. Ripper Street, you're working on film at the minute. Would you trade that for the the lead role in Buck Alec the movie? Oh, I didn't know that was coming. Now. Is it going to play anywhere but the Strand? No, it only it only, it only plays in the Strand. <laughs> Buck Alec the movie. I you I play Buck Alec. I play the line. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to get jiggy with it? Yeah, and it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, that's, I've I been walking through Sailor Town on the leash. <laughs> that's totally why I had a declawed. You know, you don't want a lion's claw on your back when you. I just, mean, just there, you know. I just love that attitude of uh, of like, don't worry, it's not a state thing, and okay, still a lion. So we're moving on to bestiality now. Um, yeah, fuck Alex. Like we always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what I was going to say there was one day I was going to school um, when I was a kid, and we saw. Good time to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely saw like a, a, a like a panther or a cougar. No, see, see this whole big cat spotting thing. It's never. Ha- Why would uh, I in, the mid- in, here. in the mid nineties, everybody was like, "Oh, there's a tiger in the lotion cushion doll." There, there isn't the hill hall tiger. Yeah, there is. There isn't. <laughs> it was just a slightly bigger cat. I'm but telling that, you, I saw it maj- majestically, majestically striding across the the, the wheat. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Hell Hall. <laughs> Seeing him majestically glide over weight. And Hell Hall Road. It was like, <laughs> we do have weight and Barney here, you know? Um, and it was like, it was in the distance, obviously, but it was far too big to be the tabby. Right, yeah. It was, it was almost like moving in slow motion and running. It was so beautiful. And obviously it was the day before camera phones, conveniently. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, literally this week on Facebook, someone I know was like, pretty sure I saw, just saw UFO go over Belfast, and I was thinking, pretty sure you didn't. Uh, that's one thing I've been doing a lot. You see you, so you're UFO spotting now? Not UFO spotting, but I mean, I've been, all this conspiracy stuff. Oh, right, let's, go, let's go into this, right? What is one major one that you believe? Well, the UFO thing, I do believe in UFOs big time, and don't tell me you don't. I don't know because, so they're bringing five G. What <laughs> they brought the coronavirus and five G. Well, listen, coronavirus. I'm, I need to speak to them about, but five G. Delighted if they're bringing I know, that. I can't wait. Here's the thing about the idea of UFOs yeah. is artists and and people would have drawn what we think aliens and UFOs look like. Mm-hmm. They have done for years. So how come that the UFOs that people see and stuff are exactly the artist representation? You know, al- people are like, oh, we aliens, are we green men with big heads and big black eyes? Mm-hmm. And then whenever you, like, see leaked footage of an alien, it always looks exactly like that. 
I'm not sure. I've seen lots of different. What if aliens things. really look like us upside down? Well, what happens if they can't just look like us, like V? Huh? They're wearing like a human suit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, my worry about looking at conspiracy theories is. No, I'm not a weirdo, guys. I, I I'm perfectly willing to be proved wrong. Someone tell me I'm an asshole. Well, that's but, the uh, thing with UFO. No one, you can't really prove that someone's wrong. Also, same with ghosts as well. I mean, I don't know what well, really no. want to believe, but I kind of think that by now in 2020, someone might have caught a conclusive picture by now with all the technology because there's not one. There's not one in this world that proves yeah. there's ghosts. And why are they only coming out at night? You know, there's no noon ghosts. You know what I mean? There's no there's no ghosts hitting the head. Like, like you know, hitting the head a decent hour and then getting up early. It's always like hour. in the middle of the night this kind of thing happens. And <laughs> ghosts, ghosts aren't, ghosts definitely aren't the thing. You, I, I, I believe UFOs. Because, you don't believe in ghosts? Or because that's other or life. So I believe, no, because... You're a very pragmatic man. Say somebody, you? say somebody really had seen a ghost. Yeah, you couldn't do anything else for the rest of your life because the whole time you'd be like, "Oh my god, I have seen a ghost." I, I, I'm very skeptical. Don't get, me, don't get me wrong, but I do have a tattoo of of like a ghost story. My grandmother used to tell me. So, which is what a ghost story? Yeah, but what's a ghost story? Um, as you can see, it's it's a lady appearing from a hedge. Um, yeah, um, and. I come from an old farming family, like yeah. and, and like my my great 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 grandfather might have had a bit too much to drink, and he'd have a fight with my great 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 grandmother, and then she would like maybe like she would leave the house and she would go and sit outside in the garden or whatever, because it's quite abusive. I mean, it's, you know, it's just the old. I'm, I'm not like oh, yeah, I wasn't alive, so I don't care. <laughs> anyway, she uh, would sit. Um, on like the, the verge of the hedge and this only happened once she said this like lady appeared from nowhere and all of a sudden she wasn't cold anymore um, she wasn't scared anymore um, and she just sat beside her and in the morning she just kind of like melted away into like the hedge and I just I thought it was a really nice story but it's true or not and I got this sort of tattooed on me I mean very interesting story great tattoo but you know not an ideal bedtime story for a child well, no, but it's a nice story. Yeah, well, I'll nice take out the abuse and the alcoholism, and I think I think people like our stuff with ghosts, like you know, as a comforting thing. I think mm. when people feel that they have had those experiences, and like at the same time, I'm like ghosts aren't real. I mean, mm. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm an idiot. Yes. So what? So <laughs> if they are, you know. I don't know. It's not something you can conclusively be like. I've been, I've been tapped on the shoulder in my house. I have, and I'm not stupid. And my mum has as well. And we didn't tell. Are you each sure other. it wasn't your mum tapping your shoulder? Because there's that classic one where you tap someone's far shoulder. No. and you're standing here and I they go, that. "Well, that's one." Oh. It's 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 great because it gets you every time. Yeah, and the person's pissed <laughs> off every time. <laughs> so you, a ghost has tapped you. on I don't the know shoulder. if it's a ghost or not, but we've definitely been tapped on my shoulder, and we then discovered that just across the hedge is a wrath, which is an old burial ground, like a druidic burial ground. Um, I did, did not know that when I moved Jewish Ju- Druidic. What are old druids? Yeah, druidic. So not Jewish. So Druid burial ground across the road. You think someone is coming? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I am very much on the on the borderline here. Because my feeling is, if something like that happened to me, I wouldn't be back in the house. Well, I just spent quite a lot of money on On what? Ghost defense systems? (laughs) (laughs) Have you got Derek Akora living in your house? Derek fucking Akora, oh my God. I haven't heard that name in a while. That's a sort of thing. I went and saw him in the waterfront once. Derek? Derek. So Derek Akora, for anyone who doesn't know, is like a spiritual medium. Yeah, he used to do 
he used to do that at most haunted, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what did he do? What, what did he do as a part of a live stage show? It was just contacting people, and he'd be like, "Is there someone here who knows a person called Claire?" <laughs> and like half the audience goes, "Or say it, eh?" Of course, everyone goes, ah, "It's my aunt." <laughs> we've been here in Belfast you know <laughs> and he'd be like there were loads of people who were just like he'd be like so she was married to like Colin and they'd be like no yeah and be, oh she was <laughs> I just can't remember <laughs> I'm like, I fucking remember <laughs> and your grandmother was in the garden wasn't it no she hated gardening yeah exactly that's right that's what I meant yeah I just got it wrong that reminds me when I was in Australia once um I keep we're segwaying like hell here. Doesn't but, matter. That's what yeah, it's all about. We were at the bus. I was at a bus stop, um, and this guy he heard me talking on the phone, and he goes, "Oh, I like your accent. Like you're from the north of England." And I was like, "No, I'm yeah. Northern Irish." And he goes, "Nah." That's <laughs> yeah, like when I tried to get a New York concert. It's yeah. like my name's Shane. And yeah. The guy's like, "It's not. That's not. A, that's not your name." <laughs> and no, seriously, I'm definitely from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Fucking dick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to segue for this hour. We're, yeah, we we're, we're going to segue. It's going to be the least professional interview podcast type thing you've ever done. Is there anything in... <laughs> I during, doubt that, actually. During, <laughs> during these times, is is there anything you've turned your hand to? Yes. That you've never really done before? Like a hobby or a, a new interest part? Oh, you masturbate with a milk hand. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's fine. Painting. You're painting? Yeah, I've been in art. Could you provide us with some... Critique? Oh, no, 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 not critique, because this is not my art. But, like, I think we're going to turn this into, like, a studio with a little bit of life about it, a little bit of art, a little bit of something. So could you give us an original piece? Yes. That would be class. That would actually be like a tractor. What's the link? You just, you've painted a tractor already, and you're like, just give well, me actually, that I, I did it for a friend of mine's <laughs> child, and I realised it was... It wasn't not a very child friendly drawing. I don't mean that they deck on the tractor, or <laughs> but the old tractor. <laughs> dick tractors, yeah. Christian had to take gallery with his dick tractor. Is that a thing? Wait, wait. Uh, wait till you see his fanny digger. Fan- <laughs> what the hell? I gotta do that tonight. <laughs> the Water dick tractor and the fanny digger. Fanny digger. That's a whole new BBC um, children's show. Maybe if you did us like a big teapot or something, <laughs> or like a big a big cup of tea. The big yellow teapot and yeah. fanny digger. <laughs> but I, I, I will happily. That'd be class. <laughs> I'm not doing you a fanny digger, but um, I'm good at drawing like feathers and leaves and plants. Is there any, do you like a, a pansy or a gardenia? Or? Pardon? What do you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Gardenia is a very posh way to yeah, say garden. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as long as it's, it's a plant or a tractor or yeah, <laughs> I need new. I need new hobby. Need so I, I just have, need have you have you done anything? Have you have you? I painted a fence a couple of months ago. Oh Jesus! And took way too long to do it. And uh, well, you've also learned how to be a father. No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, I am a father, but I haven't learned how to do it just yet. <laughs> Paying the fence was good because it was very, very therapeutic. I really enjoyed doing it mm-hmm. because you can actually, it's like an instant gratification thing. Yeah. Because you can actually see the paint go on and you're like, that looks different from when I painted it yeah. last and what, what it was before. So I think I'd like to get into more like making stuff. You know, like I, I don't know, I don't know what, 
Maybe mm. like, I don't know, a car or no, you know, like like outdoor furniture or something. I'd love to have a go with something like that. Okay. I put an element in my oven yesterday. I replaced the element in my oven yesterday. That's, that's impressive. It actually is. And Well, what is impressive is I ordered an element three times and it wasn't the right one. <laughs> and then the fourth time I had to just go to a shop and get it. Fair enough. But actually I mean, fitting who it. Who knows? I, I couldn't do that. I mean, I can't even put a picture up successfully. Sippers, let me really quickly interrupt the podcast because we got ourselves a sponsor and we've reeled in a big one. It's Manscaped. Hey, what's going on with your balls? What is going on with your balls? It's a conversation that men in Northern Ireland are too scared to have. But let's figure it out. No matter what side of the political divide you're on, I can tell you one thing. Your balls could probably be in better shape. That's where Manscaped come in. Manscaped have the lawnmower 3.0, which is a way for you to, let's just say, be more presentable down there. All right, it's 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 technology to give you the best tools for your grooming experience. Like, listen, we've all been there. We've all we've all nicked a ball. Let's not shy away from it. We've all had a little bit of a disaster down there. You know, for a long time, I was just using scissors, and it was taking a long time, and I was getting a cramp in my shoulder, and I also wasn't really able to see certain parts of what I was doing. But now I've got the the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Hey, smooth sailing smooth sailing manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer the manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 listen i've never spent 18 minutes doing everything anything never never mind 18 months so you know that they've probably put a lot of development behind it it's essentially it's essentially a way for you to sort your balls out and all your hair around there you can do it in the shower you can do it I was going to say you can do it on a bus. Don't do it on a bus. Do it in your house or in the shower. And if you feel like this is something you need to get for your husband or your boyfriend or obviously yourself or a distant relative would be quite funny for no reason. Just out of context to send a relative that you don't really speak to. The the lawnmower 3.0. If you want to do that, we can. Uh, if you want to sort your junk out, basically we can give you a discount code. 20% off and free shipping with the code tea with me. All one word, tea with me at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Guys, just do me a favour and sort your balls out. And I'll see you next next week. Because hey, me and producer Dan have used this. I'm a user of the product and I enjoy the results. I enjoy the results. We've we've gone very short and we're feeling good. So manscaped.com, tea with me, 20% off and free shipping. Sign up. It's a way to support the podcast as well. And, uh, and get your balls looking really sweet. You kind of live a mad, a very mad lifestyle, which is, yeah, being on the road so much, and it's just flights, hotels, being driven, and I got to see that a little bit when I was with you, but, you know, being picked up from the airport, driven mm-hmm. to the thing, you don't have to do anything really for yourself. You do because you do the music, you do yes. music production and all that kind of thing. But in terms of like, Having to to do, you you know, do you feel like you live just a totally different lifestyle to to what you did? No? I mean, I still do most things for, I mean, I do, I don't know. I don't mean you don't do things for yourself. Maybe when I'm on the road, when I'm on the road, yes, because, like, man, when you're playing a gig at 3am in the morning and you have to be on a plane at 6am and you're going somewhere else, you're not physically capable after a week of doing that, you're you're like dead. I guess what I mean is, is it hard to adjust to 
if you want to call it more of a normal life of being at home of no no, no because I'm, I mean I, I do most things I still do most things for myself I, I resent spending money on stuff that I can do myself what's a is the answer to this cars or jewellery but what's the, what is the thing <laughs> I, I love asking people that do gigs and do shows what do you like to treat yourself with those are both things I like cars and jewellery cars and, and wallets I have, I have a collection of about 87 wallets and I, I counted them last night. I counted them, and then I bought three more. Well, that's I mean, just because you wanted to round it up the ninety. Yeah, <laughs> you meant to round it Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. And uh, bags, I like bags. And I like aftershaves, and those those are the things I collect. I collect retro football tops and trainers. So I've got a lot of trainers, but they're yeah, I've got a lot of trainers too. What I what I love is that like you have so much custom jewelry. Yeah. I think that's class of people like But it's just, only because most normal stuff doesn't fit me. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. But like It kinda of forces me into that. It is awesome. Yeah. But it forces me into that. It's not I can't go into Ratner's and here give us one of those a clattering. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> into where, sorry? Ratner. It's not even exists anymore. Was it Belfast? Um it's an old shitty jewellery shop. Do you remember um, half price jewellers? I do indeed. I bought the only one bit of like so I, I, I don't wear anything bar wedding ring and sometimes a watch mm-hmm. but I remember buying a bracelet when I was about 13 or 14 a silver link bracelet nice and I got it in half price jewellers for about 12 you actually Big Mike actually had the, the necklace version of it you, you had a silver necklace up until not not that long ago yeah, four, four years six years about six years ago well I mean you can't replace quality <laughs> were, you, were you always in the jewellery no I don't know why. Um, I used to be. I used to wear a lot of body piercings jewelry because before Game of Thrones, I was covered in piercings. I don't know if you knew that. No. I had like seventeen or eighteen piercings in my face. On your face? Yeah. So how many? How many of that is? Is most of that ear? No. Um, I had my lip done twice. I had two of my nose. I had one here, one there, one there. I had my gum pierced up in the web of my gum. Um, oh, that bit. Oh, that yeah. bit. The, no, the bit in between the lip and the gum. Yeah. What were you? What were you wearing in it? Just like a wee stub oh, we, or something. We, we ring, and that just sits in the hole in your teeth, and it absolutely fucks your teeth up. So why, why, why did you have it? I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, but even so, were you like, this is just something? No, I'm accessorised uh, that part of your mouth. That's what happens. I mean, I know quite a lot of fetish performers and stuff just from working in the Kremlin for so long. And um, there's one called Lucy Fire, and she's a great friend of mine, and she was over as many years ago now, and she smiled at me. and just saw this little red flash. I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, oh, I've got my gum done, mate. And like, okay, why so, that done right now? So it becomes like a challenge thing of like, a wee bit. what can I get pierced? <laughs> yeah. What was... Um, the worst thing I ever got done was, um, I got the shell of my ear done. I don't mean just like an industrial. It was right down through the really hard cartilage, and it went right through and then down the bottom like a spike. And I was DJing that night, and I lost almost a pint of blood because it made like, the headphones sitting on it. Like, it oh, just made a hemorrhage. And I was like... Someone's coming up asking for fucking Destiny's Child or something. I'm just slowly sliding down the DJ box. <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> yeah. You're just bleeding out to death. <laughs> Survivor. Like, I don't know if the DJ is. I think yeah. he's gone. I was on the floor. Working, like, DJing in Kremlin for so long. <laughs> you know, you used to perform drag for, yeah. what, years? Years mm-hmm. and years? No, no, no. It was uh, four years. Four what or five is, years. What is the weirdest piercing you ever saw on somebody else at that time? Well, it depends if you're talking about piercings or body modification. 
I like the sound. I don't even know what body modification is, but I like the sound. Well, I've seen people with their tongue split into. I've seen people with their dick split into. Sorry. Well, could we just could we could we rewind a little bit and go back to the tongue splitting too? I sort of get it. You know, I think it's like Ron, it's like Ron Seal. Yeah, I get how that would look. I don't yeah. get why you would do it, but I understand. I do get why you would do it because you'd be like, well, why would you not do it? This guy, it was a guy I was doing a commercial for Channel Four. Remember a show called The Salon. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was doing a commercial for the second season of that, and I was with this guy called like the Human Lizard, and um, <laughs> oh, so I, he sounds like good crack. Oh yeah, good crack. Yeah, good <laughs> to go to Tesco's with on a Wednesday, Wednesday evening, uh, and he had his tongue split, and I was like, he's talking about that, and he goes, "Well, you want to see what else I have done?" I was like, "Not really." Um, <laughs> By the way, you know if he's starting with a tongue split, yeah. the next thing's going to be fairly out there. Yeah, he had like his genitals kind of split in half as well. So when you say he had his dick split, do you mean like down the middle? What else? I mean, any other kind of split would be chopped in you're, half. You're, you're saying that's like he's had a haircut, just like a haircut? Yeah, but I mean, what other way to go than that? If you go like that, it's just chopped in half. Yeah, there's nothing like crazy. I don't think any man wants to chop a dick in half that way. So you, so this guy had had a procedure done yes. where he had cut down. How far down? Quite far. Percentage wise, it was like a hydra. So would he have gone like? Would you say he went seventy percent? Fifty more, fifty or more. I'm sorry, I'm grabbing my balls here, but it's only because of. But was horror. he was he pissing in multiple directions? I didn't really. Do you know what? I'm not gonna lie. The conversation ended quite quickly. Oh, if if the human lizard showed me his dick split, the conversation would be lasting four or five hours. I didn't really know what to say. Do you think that's really a guy? Nice guy. Who, do you think he just had too many vouchers for like a procedure place? <laughs> it's not, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge in this weird, wacky old world? But I think that's a bit much for me. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for most people. <laughs> yeah, but you know. It's different strokes, say. You should send him a picture of a tractor and a split dick coming on the bottom split dick, of it. Split dick tractor. <laughs> split dick sounds like an old blues musician. Uh, yeah, enjoyable. So, <laughs> split, yeah, I've seen some split weird dick in the tractor. I, I mean, I've seen some weird things in my time. I'm not going to lie. Because, you know... How much I can say is probably minimal. No, you can, you probably, you probably can. Like I've seen people, I've seen, I'm, I'm not going to name venues. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've seen people like who like two fetish performers and they're dancing. They're supposed to be dancers. It's supposed to be dancers, man. That's what we paid for. Yeah, we paid for the dance, man. <laughs> and they're obviously they had a wee chat on the plane or something and they got to know each other, and um, they just fisted each other on stage and it wasn't in the script, and. Uh, like, we booked you to do the YMCA. One of the, fun, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Guys, I'm so sorry. This is so gross. Um, but uh, you're loving this. Um, I just love the idea that they were booked to come was, over um, and do a dance show. Well, it was a fetish night. They were going to wear like leather gear and stuff, you know, and it was be a wee bit risque. A wee bit risque. Never mind bloody going full city and sweep. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just. It's okay to make it a wee bit risky. That's <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Probably when they said backstage, we're going to fist each other here, the booker went, <laughs> yeah, nice, very good. Well, I don't think, no, it really was a shock. It was a shock for everybody. And um, there was another fetish performer who goes to the name of Mouse. <laughs> goes to the name of Mouse. Ladies and gentlemen, should you want to book her for your, your birthday parties? Um, and she's an awfully nice little lady, or whatever she prefers. Maybe she's non-binary, who knows these days. But she, um, 
would give herself um, oh, no. an anima before she goes on stage, um, or maybe when, when she's on stage, and uh, this night when um, she was performing, and um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, she sort of presented herself to the crowd, and um, let's just say the anima hadn't been all, all that successful, and there were like three fingers, fingers smears, and this, the crowd referred, like, see like, a, a hole at the front of the crowd, the crowd started to back off a little bit. Um, and oh then she um, sprayed it all over the crowd. Is this uh, here? In yes, Belfast? maybe. Well, in Northern Ireland. Somewhere, somewhere. Holy um, shit. No one was expecting this. No, because you wouldn't have sat from like, There was music being played and I've never heard a, a gang of, like, let's say gay guys screaming so loudly. And I, I was on the floor of the DJ box laughing like I couldn't move from laughing because it was on your best top shop, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden someone's spraying ass juice all over you. That is not a normal Friday night out in Belfast. Imagine you know? the taxi driver picking the fellas up being like, well, good night tonight. Sorry, like, you're moist. not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm a bit moist. Uh, the usual, you know. brown way. I remember... Um, going to Kremlin a couple of times. I didn't say it was Kremlin. No, 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 I'm not either. I'm just saying you used to DJ there. Yes, it is. Um, and I remember a couple of times like going there with friends and the taxi drivers could not wait for you to get in and go, well, and they, they just wanted to know. know. They what's were like, what, what, what's it like in there and all? And I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. The guy's like, were they trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to bomb you and all? Were you? Know. like, no, not, unfortunately not. Or else you get that, that's okay by me as long as you don't do this. <laughs> It's quite okay with me yeah. too, mate. I mean, it's quite okay for me not to do anything also. Like, fuck away. I as long as I don't do it in front of me. I that's know. all right. Well, Why would the be? Normally it's done behind you, you know, <laughs> for a start. I bet you taxi drivers hated it when people said that. <laughs> well, try not to, because I want to get to work. You know, but I want to get bucked out of the taxi. You're, uh... That's a horrible conversation. No, it's not. It's lovely. Oh. We, um... Yeah, we're talking about the fact you're over in London now shooting a film. Yes. What is it? What is that? It's a horror movie. I can't say much about it, um, but um, it's with a really nice Irish cast. Um, so film in London, but set here? Or just happens? Set here, yeah, set here. Um, but just because of all the coronavirus and stuff, um, they've, they've recreated an entire house and garden inside like an aircraft hangar. Oh. Um, and it's, it's good. Do you like horror? I like producing it. Right. I don't really like watching it. Um, I, I, I find it hard to get this makes me sound like a P7 being like I'm very hard I I, I don't get scared really yeah. by anything I'm going to see on film apart from the very odd one that comes out of nowhere like Daniel Radcliffe did one about uh, like an old Victorian house yeah it was called like Night Nurse or it definitely wasn't called that that's a, that's a cough you know medicine about? Night Nurse is a cough medicine yeah Woman in Black Woman in Black <laughs> Woman in Black Night Nurse you know what I mean same thing <laughs> It proper terrified me, and the main one was the grudge. Oh, the grudge is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like horror movies. I, I I don't like them at all. I is mean, there, it what's the reality of shooting a horror film? Like, are you ever like, oh god, or are you just like, well, we can see the whole crew. I think it's funny because sometimes it gets so gross and so over the top, minging, like it's just funny. Yeah. But um, obviously you have to suppress that. And are you um, because of COVID, are you able to like? Hang out because you're you, Jimmy. Yeah, Lee, Jimmy I mean, we're Lee all in a bubble. On this. We're like in a bubble. They keep us all with the other actors. And yeah, stuff? we kind of keep it keep it in like a work bubble when we're there, and we're tested like every day. 
Right. It's horrible. I've had, I've been swabbed more times than I care to even think about. Yeah. And I retch every time. I try not to retch. And it's, it's so disgusting. I don't know if you've had it done, people, but... I Yeah. I, I mean, it's not that bad, but... I've had it done. I couldn't not touch my tongue. You know, with the swab, they're like, I'll just Have do you had someone else did? No. No. Calm down. When you do it here, you do it... Uh, I don't know if you... Have you had it done I've locally? had it done here as well, yeah. And then you're in your car? No, but I've had it done in Randox and, and, and Crumlin as well. That's the, they're the ones actually make the test. Yeah, yeah. And it's, imagine some nurse going open wide. Nah, nah, nah. A fucking lightsaber. Yeah. I, um, I just... Stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> Try and pull a red lever. Um... But yeah, yeah it's a kind of when, when you're controlling it yourself, it's easier. Yeah. But when someone else shoves it in your beak, <laughs> and they're always a little bit more difficult. Are you getting the like? Are you getting the like hang out? Like Jimmy Lee's done this podcast a couple of times. Yes, Jimmy Lee's done it. Just the best just crack. Revealed, thank you. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm not like no. But I didn't say a surname, so uh, it could be okay, Jimmy Lee. Curtis. Smith. Jimmy Lee Jimmy Curtis. Curtis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done this podcast? Yes. You know what? I am, um, like, I, yeah, I sh- I, I'm a little bit of a blabber, but the second someone says to me, like, you can never repeat this, like. You have to repeat it right you, away. No, because you would have told me a lot of stuff about Game of Thrones. Yes. And said, I shouldn't be saying this, and I never told a soul. Ever. Yeah, I did, unfortunately. <laughs> did I got you? in trouble loads of times. What was the biggest one? The biggest one was um, announcing that we weren't in season five. Wait, did you weren't going to be? That wasn't going to be featured. Oh, okay. That was when I was in Australia, and it was this really lovely fucker of an, of an interviewer. Right. And she was getting her camera all set up and on, pretty much like <gasps> this. But she had another camera in the background. Oh, no. That's shit. It was already set up. And she was chatting away, just like this, you know, how are you doing? Oh, are you looking forward to the next season? I was like, no, last season, we're not in the next season. Just really casual. Yeah, that's and the next thing I get a phone call from David and Dan going, "Why did you just announce on on Australian TV that your storyline wasn't in season five? Like, that's so shitty." <sighs> yeah. yeah, but I, lo- I, like, but I that's one thing. That's one thing I don't miss about Game of Thrones. It's like people hanging on your every word to hear what's coming. Yeah, or pro- yeah, I've you, had some ridiculous things said to me, like like maybe asking questions, you know, gen- like but wanting to ask. Big question, you know, trying to butter you up almost to them, be like... Well, like, so put it this way, when I'm on my last couple of days, when I obviously was dying horribly against the door, a bit of it broke off in my hand. It's like, there was like seven doors. You know, there's all these, like, all these, like, stunk doors. Right. <laughs> you know, like, there's some doors. There's doubles and triples of everything. Right. And uh, a bit of it came off my hand, a bit, about half the size of that. And I said, like, I'm going to put that in my script because it's gonna, it'll be remember. I have a piece of the original door put in. That's fair enough. Maybe I mentioned it at a convention or something. Um, next thing I got a Google alert from a Google alert from um, the Calgary Herald in Calgary in Canada, and it said, um, "Game of Thrones actors no longer allowed to take props from set because Christian Nairn took a door." Well, I I remember that 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 story must have been picked up yeah. because I remember seeing that story of. Game of Thrones cast can't take props, so that all came from just yeah. Because I took a whole door apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on my back, like, um, and uh, a we were never allowed to take. Imagine me. I'm just going to take the throne here. I'm just going to take it. Um, my aunt's coming round. We don't have enough chairs. You know what I mean? I'm going to put a little bit of a commode type thing. Yeah, I'm going to take it. one of the direwolves. You know, because you know, yeah, <laughs> I was never like that. The Iron Throne, a door, and a direwolf. I'm going to head on. <laughs> it's been a blast. I'll bring it back on Monday. Yeah. It's all right. Um, so it was not like that in the first place, and my door was about this size. 
Right, right, right. That's why you have to be careful in interviews. But you still do have it? And I'm still not careful in interviews. Well, you still you do have that little bit of door? Yes. What'd you do with it? I just fucking told you. It's inside my script. Yeah, but you put it up, you frame it, you do anything nice with it? Oh, I said my, my Game of Thrones memorabilia, cast only stuff, stuff you would have been sent, little gifts look, and stuff. It would look pretty good in this wall. It would not look good in this wall. <laughs> no, no. But they aren't thrown wood, so if you could get that, I, I would well, podcast you know, on. I can sign it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they give you for one weekend a year. Yeah, yeah we all get that's that's part of the perks. We get to send it one of the dragons, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be pretty sweet. <laughs> God, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I do miss the show. I miss it too. I do miss it. I mean, I miss, I miss the hype. I miss people being really excited, and I miss, I miss reading people's reactions afterwards. That was the, that was the, that was the best part for me. It's one of the last shows I think that will ever be. People being like, this week, this is gonna. What I hope last not. week. I hope there's gonna be something. Yeah, but just in terms of the fact that it was, it was week by week. And yeah. It was the, the, those conversations built so much over that week of, this is gonna happen. But that was a brave choice not to release it the way yeah. everyone else. That means to release it that far apart. That was a brave choice. But it deserved to be like a week in between. It, you know. Yeah, to, I think to, so too. You, you got way more out of it, and it created such a buzz around. Yeah. Everything. And and yeah, obviously there was the other like leaked episode. That was you, wasn't? Always me. Was Always. You. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> no. I might as well have been, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I missed that part of it. Um, but like in terms of, well, you were doing so many conventions. Yeah. And and I you would, on too. And you were probably like you know you're going to the convention to to just be an actor for the convention, but then you were DJing and yeah, usually DJ whatever or, city you were in yeah, before the convention. or give a talk or you know what I mean. And it's that's just, uh, what what what's the latest on that? That's just done. Nothing. I don't have anything public appearance or anything. I I'll come back. Um, and I've been very lucky to have what I have so far. So, um, I have other I have other strings to my bow anyway. So, what about writing? I've never chatted to you about that. Is that have you got any any interest in that? Like, cause you cause you have you have definitely lived a life. You know what I mean? Yes. You have experiences from. Oh, yeah, I've actually and... I've been writing a book actually, um, and I just I need to get over my fears of doing that because I I'm not that type of person. I don't want to be like Carrie Katona, you know what I mean. Next thing I'll be on an Iceland advert. Well, it's a thing. Um, it's a thing from here as well of um, of not wanting to probably talk about yourself. Exactly, and I don't like it. Um, but I didn't think I had anything to say, and then obviously someone comes along who's done this before, and they start asking the right questions, and then. Five hours later. Oh yeah. You know I mean, it's like actually I have done quite a lot of stuff. Um, and but it's it's so varied. Yeah, it's varied. Done. But I just I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if I can continue with it or not. Um, it's more from a more from a point of view that it could actually help some people. It might I might take a bit of inspiration because I had far from a traditional trajectory. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't me. I want to be an actor. I mean, I'm I'm not exactly the blonde haired, blue eyed. Um, norm, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be. No, no. And no, I think you have a very, very, very interesting. Oh, thank you. Very interesting story. And uh, I think either, you know, either you make that or mm. it's, it's Buck Alec, the, the film. Buck Alec. Buck Alec, the film. I mean, that's very attractive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, want, I kind of want to cuddle a lion. Yeah. And, whether it's you in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Or... <laughs> I mean, I think budget-wise, it might be me in a suit. <laughs> Have yeah. you been declawed? 
If I've been declawed, I mean, yeah, I have to be because if I have claws, I just I would just scrub people. Yeah, I'd just be such a bitch. If my if like I'm very chill, very like normal, laid back person. Yeah. But if my nails, without me knowing, get past a certain length, you turn into so catty, so just I just get very like um, what's the word? Like I'm entitled. I get very like stroppy. This is like a Samson effect. Like when your hair yeah. goes long, you get strong. Your nails maybe this, long, you get maybe this camp. is the script I need to write. Yeah. <laughs> no, just always scrubbing, just taking skin off, you know. Um, okay, but that's yeah, that's my only weird thing. My, what are we like for time? We're at forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Um, I gotta, I gotta ask you about. Uh-huh. Well, I did ask you about travel, but I want to ask you about music and yes. what I, I witnessed a class moment, which was oh, I was listening to Radio One one day. And I'd known you for a couple of years at this point. And Scott Mills was on talking <laughs> about celebrity DJs and this this thing that obviously has been a thing for a long time will be of celebrities just turning their hand to DJing. Aye. But it felt like at this time it was happening a, particularly a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it was like during the time of a lot of reality TV people doing yeah. it. And he was basically like looking through a website um, of celebrities who also DJ and he mentioned your name and he's like, Oh, you know, Hodor from Game of Thrones trying to get involved with DJing and oh, he's doing a set of, you know, a, a big Freshers Week thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening and being like, oh, no, you didn't. And I was <laughs> like, Scott, you've, 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 you've had a Reggie Blinker here because <laughs> I remember messaging you about it and being like, listen, I just heard this. And you were like, it is already being dealt with. <laughs> it's like we have a Christian, mafia, you know. It's Christian and Scott we Mills have a mafia at certain levels. So uh, I just have to be a little worried. And then the next week, you were on a show, and he's like, "Listen, I didn't realize you were just a bona fide proper DJ." And uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've been fighting against that, but then I got me on back on him by swearing on the show. Yeah, Did remember you? this? No, I remember you I being. Mean, on I, show I mean, I said I got me on back, but I, I mean, it was a total mistake. It was it was so embarrassing. You did the game where in the end of bingo. In the end of bingo, yep. that's right. And um, like you told before you go on, it's like don't swear. Obviously, it's live, and I'm. It was even worse because he was covering the breakfast slot, and it's even busier than normal. Right, right. So, and oh, here's me. Like I've done radio loads of times, and I was like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm a professional. You know, what I mean, I would never do something so stupid. First word out of my mouth was fuck. I didn't even say hello. Say, Christian, good morning. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I mean, he was started off. I said, yeah, do bingo, and I didn't realize how cold the water was going to be. Right. And he spat it around me. I said, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was me. And like, the rest of the interview was basically me sitting with a Redner. Yeah. With a big beaming face. Redner's another great local phrase that we could bring to the world, I think. I have so many, man. I love them. Redner's brilliant. Like, when I said having a Reggie Blinker, had you heard that before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Reggie Blinker was? I do not, but I'm sure you're going to like me. Reggie Blinker was a dreadlocked... Dutch footballer that played for Sheffield Wednesday and Celtic. Not Rude Hullet. Not Rude Hullet, who was another Dutch dreadlock footballer. See? Love that. Yeah. If you can name me one more dreadlock Dutch footballer, I'll, first name Frank. I'll Whoopi be Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She used to play for Ajax uh, back in the day. I did not know any other. Um, I'd have given you Frank, Frank Reichard. No, Frank Reichard never had dreadlocks. And Rude Hullet had more trying to think of this stat. yeah I guess it was dreadlocks anyway that's totally irrelevant um, what is the most surreal situation that you've ever found yourself in in There's the last so in the last 10 years 
thanks to maybe the popularity of the show, maybe something linked to the show. Like, one of the most severe moments, severe or um, surreal moments, would have been um, hearing President Obama talking about my death scene. What was the what was the he just said he just talking about how sad it was, in an interview. Oh, and I said they're going like, I know, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're right, <laughs> you're right. But I mean, but that's. Does anyone want President Trump to talk about? I didn't really want him to talk about my death scene. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm happy that it was Obama. Um, what what other surreal things have happened? There's so many. I mean, I did him with Tiesto, and and that was that was a surreal day playing in India at the Sunburn Festival. Um, and there's like 80,000 80, people just going nuts, and I'm playing my own music. That's very surreal for me. Um, does that does that ever does the weird thing about that ever be that it doesn't feel surreal? No, no, it always feels it always does. I'm nervous before every gig I do. Every time I step out dressed to go acting um, or any public event, I'm always nervous. But the minute that you're not, you're not going to give a good performance. I know that. I totally agree with that. I always tell people this when they're when we give them like workshops or anything. You have to learn to use that energy. Um, or like, like maybe the last premiere was surreal as well. I mean, I'm not being big headed. People didn't like the character of Hodor. I don't even. I don't even really attribute it to me. I don't. Um, and I remember coming out of the premiere in, in Times Square and just for the last time, I just thought it was the last time I'm doing this and the whole street was just chanting Hodor and I was just like all the way down, all the way down Fifth Avenue you know, and all. So that's bittersweet like, because you're like... No, I mean it wasn't, it wasn't bitter at all. It was just beautiful. Um, and it, was, it was sad, not better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, no, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, not a better feeling. Be careful but with your terms, please. But no. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky my nails are this. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but, but yeah, part of it is like part of it is tinged with a little bit of like yeah, yeah the last time you know you, you're going to get to do that. But then I'm um, also DJing in, in New York actually. I DJing on the back of a float for Halloween last year, and you're going down next to that when you're just spinning the chains and looking up, and there's like the um, the, the the Empire State Building and stuff, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, what? what am I doing? I'm just a little shithead from Lisburn. But that and that's that's what I'm talking about. Like writing, or if you're doing a book, that is that is what the interesting thing about it is. Yeah. The fact that you know, we it's so surreal for anyone from here to be doing anything out of the you know mm. out of the I don't consider really what I'm doing that much out of the ordinary. But what the scale that you're doing it on? Yeah. Is. Yeah, people don't really. I mean, I I couldn't do the things that you do here, which I I'm really I'm really proud of how well you've done them. You mean stand up? Yeah, no, I mean just even drawing a crowd here. You you would have a bigger crowd here locally than I would. But um, that's because uh, that's because you spend. But you've worked so hard here as well. Um, you spend very little time here. I know it's true, you but know? I mean, I think that's also. I don't know. I tried to quantify it over the years, but. So also the club scene's a bit dead here as well now, especially if not as dead as it is now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I have ideas for that in the future. I might try and, I'd love to do a festival here. I'd love to do something really good here. Dance festival? Yeah, I mean, a really good one. Um, Where? N- no disrespect to anybody else's festival. Um no, really though. Yeah, but where? Like, like, I, what I don't do you know, see? man. I mean, I would love to do a big warehouse thing. I'd love to do something, uh, um, a warehouse style festival, um, like an old school. I, I I don't mean old school music. I mean old school vibe to it. Just all really dark and smoky and um, just a bit edgy. Um, probably like with trance and progressive house and proper like doof doof music. Um, he loves it. I know he does. He loves it. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm gonna say that. No, something bigger maybe. Warehouse Yeah, there is. Yeah. T thirteen. T thirteen. 
Oh, something something that hasn't been done before. You know see, what I mean? See, see that old school, having like an old school element to it, like mm-hmm. like that is my favorite genre of music is old school dance. So I've heard. It is. There is just something oh, about that, that that can make you feel a, like obviously music can make you feel so many different emotions. Mm-hmm. But when you just hear like a, a Mr. Vane or a What Is Love. Mm-hmm. It takes you right back to where you were and what you were doing. You can, you, the t- it feels warmer in the world. You know, the temperature yeah. feels warmer, and it's just it's impossible not to be happy with that music. I know. And and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm an old head on young shoulders when it comes to like modern music. Modern music past me now. I'm I when Isn't it comes terrifying? to oh, uh, it's it. Well, as a DJ, it's terrifying. Although I do keep up with the music I work with. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But as opposed to listening to the music, no. I put on a rap playlist, just like on Apple Music, when I was driving here mm-hmm. with like twenty twenty rap, um, and I just couldn't do it. Like I, I, and I and everyone's called like young someone, and their names are almost like novelty and names. It makes me feel really old. You know, it's like novelty names. Yeah. Like uh, everyone's called young something, and it's it's like it's almost like silly. But don't get me wrong, I mean, it's it's huge. Oh, yeah. And it obviously is good. Yeah. It's just not to my taste anymore. Yeah, but I never felt that would happen to me. But no. I never was into rap and R&B anyway, but... But then I guess, also, I, I do keep up with all types of dance music. And dance music, for me, revolves. I mean, sometimes it goes, uh, what's, what's in vogue? You know what I mean? Like, sort of the big EDM sounds in for a while, then Deep House is in for a while, then Trance will be back. I think Trance is coming back now. Um... And yeah, it's just it, it does that naturally, but that's easier to keep up with, I find. Dance like, dance it's, definitely it's, merged with hip hop for a while, didn't it? Thank you, yeah, thank the Lord and uh, Jeebus that yeah. has, has subsided sort of somewhat. Passed. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I should look into more newer dance because I only I only really know the old school I know the old school and then I, mean, I, I don't mind when it's mixed by the artist I mean I don't like all this feature and this and all that crap but when it's someone like Katie B or someone or um, even like Dizzy Rascal or even Wiley I mean, I'm not a big fan but I mean they're, they're writing the music that way yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. it, it works better yeah yeah you know like, what I mean like even, even people like Example like Example had yeah. like four complete belters back in the day yeah 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 uh, he's a nice guy you you DJ with yeah, I've DJed with example a few times. Yeah, I remember. I think the first time you DJ was Steve Aoki. Yeah, which must have been loads of fun as well. And like, yeah, it was weird. What do you do you you I mean, prefer DJing over acting? Or it depends. Depends on what it is. I would have said instantly if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have said DJing. But getting back on the set recently and and just hanging out and it's it's a really nice character I'm playing at the moment. I mean, it's a really it's it's something I can get my teeth into. It's good to be back on set. Um, I like them both. Yeah, and and I I think a lot of times I feel like people press you into like yeah, but what is it you're really passionate about? No, no you, you can be into. To. And also so we're ch- we're changeable beings. I mean, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. ask me this in a week's time, and I'll be like, I might have had a shit day on set and got COVID or something. Yeah, and <laughs> I might say fuck acting. Yeah, um, yeah I like yeah. DJing better. More more. I mean, if I am saying I'm changeable, more times than not, I'll say DJing probably, but. Um, I was I, I do love to act. Uh, Where do you miss going to the most? You miss the states. I do miss the states, and also my partners and my fiance is in the states. I haven't seen them since um San Di- February. San Diego. San Diego, yeah. San Diego. We haven't seen each other since February. 
with um, any chance of yeah he's coming he's actually coming here on the 24th oh okay good yeah we're supposed to get married in the, on the um, Halloween this year you think obviously that's not happening I mean we can't get the families together yeah oh my god um, San Diego is a cracking city yes um, the food it's, it's in San Diego oh, and it's so beautiful it's not too yeah. hot um, really nice vibe there it's close to Mexico yeah close to LA yeah we went there as part of our part of our honeymoon and San yeah. Diego's like it feels like uh, had you been there before that no uh, I think so yeah such a good sa- like oh. it's compact enough mm-hmm. that it's like the experience of LA without all the fact that it's spread out like the gas mm-hmm. is it the gaslight district gas lamp gas lamp gas lamp district gaslight gaslight no it's, it's gas lamp Gaslight is very much like a bad thing to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gaslamp. The Gaslamp district. Lava Lamp. Brilliant, like. 70s district. Lava Lamp, get it? Bigly. Oh, shut up. Uh, Sandy, yes, you just haven't been able to see him since February. February, yeah. Oh, shit. What does he think, what what does he make of America at the minute? Oh, my God. He just wants to get away. Um, I mean, most of the sensible people in America, I mean... People, if you've never been to America, it's not really like that. Um, obviously, it is because the people causing this. But yeah, we're I've, ne- I've never met people like that when I'm there. I've met, I've met thousands of Americans. I've been to probably there's only about three states I haven't been to. Um, so I know America. Um, but that's but that's like uh, you know the international perception of Northern Ireland would just be trouble. All yeah. they would have seen is trouble stuff. You're only going to see the worst of of a place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you think of like. Iraq, you're only seeing like Saddam Hussein and the boys, no one's ever like, yes, but they make great cheese. I just don't have any faith in our governments anymore. I just don't think we get, I don't think we get told the truth. And I think it's really hard to form a valid opinion on either side. I mean, on, um, in America or here. Um, I just think that the tribal politics here, I mean, I'm, I brought up, I'm from a mixed background, um, not brought up with any religion at all. Um, I'm a humanist of anything. Um, and I just want people to move forward. Um, and do you, I just want th- don't want things to be tied to religion anymore. And do you think here is here is moving forward? It was. I, f- I felt like it was. Um, I think we need younger people in in power. They need to get fucking teenagers. Miss Piggy and co out. Um, you not think teenagers? Yeah. Not no, I I club. like I like the idea of like listen. Go maybe, and see maybe, what yeah. you can do. I, I mean, if, yeah, uh, if it was a choice between what we have now and teenagers, yes, get them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them in. Um, I don't know, it's, it's a complicated thing. I have total sort of respect for people who disagree with me as well, but um, in America... Well, I don't America's think anybody's like, no, you're, the government here are killing it. You know, no, <laughs> you know, no one's like, listen, ten, full marks. I just say like, there's a joke going on, and it's on us. Yeah, both, yeah, both yeah, sides. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it sort of hammered home to me once when I was on a plane from New York and um, Jerry Adams was sitting on the front seat with, um, I can't remember who it was at the time, um, it was later of basically his counterpart, the, okay. I can't, honestly I can't remember. And Would it have been was, Peter Robinson? Yes. They were sitting in the fr- uh, 1A and 1B. Oh, I thought um, you meant the front seat is in, like you were on a flight back from New York and, and in the cockpit pilots. where the, the boys were. <laughs> that would have been straight into the fucking sea. Um, they were like one A and one C in business class, first class. I was just sitting clinking the champagne glasses, and I'm going like, "That was the one day it just came into my head." That's like, the jokes on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah because 
the the you know the the parties being like oh, I totally oppose what you're doing. I totally you know behind the scenes, mm-hmm. they're, they're probably all mates. I know. It's it's the you know there's such a thing of you know oh we need to keep our side happy by saying this, mm-hmm. but like secretly like they're still getting paid. I mean, wherever I go in the in the world, I, I beg this place up and love the people here. I just I always want to get home. I'm away, and this makes me sad that we have the Muppet Show. Um, in, in charge but speaking of Muppet shows in America like Jesus Christ I don't think there's any solution over there it the makes moment. us feel a wee bit better doesn't yeah. it we're like okay it's not that bad like did you see the, the debate I saw highlights of it and I think the guy highlights is a bit of a stretch I think the worst nearly the worst person on it was the guy chairing it oh yeah he was a disaster yeah so they're having to change format now because it was so bad a format that's been used for centuries, or not centuries. It's just like, you know? it, it's like watching <laughs> you know I mean? two old fellas in a pub arguing. Yes. That's what it was. It was and but like Trump, Trump is it is like a, sta- it's almost like he's been coached by a stand-up. Mm-hmm. He, he, for his, taking his opinions out of it, he, as a, as a talker and as someone who, you know, engaging in debate, he he is a very good. He is actually pretty skilled at mm-hmm. at at shutting people down, and like just flat out denying something that you know you know it. Like you yeah, know, things you've seen with your own eyes. Exactly, but uh-huh. the way he shuts it down. Yeah. Probably nine out of ten people will be like, oh well. Yeah, you can literally play a video of him saying something. Yeah. Literally play a video, watch it, and you hear it with your own eyes, and like he said this. What do you mean? He just didn't. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that's why. I just and, saw you. But that's why he he that's why he to a lot of people there is popular because he he is going against what a politician is. Yeah. And that. Yeah, I don't you know, understand that I, part. I, I, I've always thought if you had a politician who, who literally just answered in in a yes or no way, they'd be the most popular politician <laughs> I know that. anywhere. I know. Even even if it was to even if it was something negative, they were like, listen, yeah, no. We'll the sad, sad thing for me is I'm now watching families being torn apart by this. I'm actually yeah. seeing like friends and family of of, of, of people I know. Actually, it's got into the families. People are starting to divide and fighting. It's really bad. So let's just move quickly on to see what happens after COVID. And hopefully we'll have an alien visitation. And I'll be like, you're all dickheads. Bring um, the aliens down. We're going to get the aliens. We're bringing pet lions back into fashion. Yes. You're going to run your dance festival. Everyone. You're making that free lions. for everyone just to make everyone feel good. Free in if you dress as a lion. Free in if you dress like a lion. I think it's going to be a far better time. I think, do you know what? It'll come around to being fine again at some point. Yeah, well, of course it'll it will. be fine. Like, a little maybe not flippant, but yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be. I mean, I, what, what's what's the option? You're right. What is the option that we're all gonna be like? We're wandering in a nuclear wasteland. I, I think they they have so much power because they make they fuel that <laughs> thing of well, it's never gonna be fine. We're, if 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 we're stuck in a rut, mm. you're not gonna be. You're not gonna have the motivation to want to change things or try and change things if you know the end game is well nothing's ever going to change yeah. but if you get a sniff of like actually at some point things will be fine because things have been fine here before at times yeah. and they've been shit so at some point well, it the, will be fine things are bad on, on, small, on, on some levels they are fine at the same time it's weird yeah you know what I mean if you still go home and have your dinner and watch alien documentaries would you be, would you be first minister if you knew you couldn't travel oh, that's another fucking thing that happened to me here and a, 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 mis, a misquoted interview I did this lovely, lovely um, set piece in the Belfast Telegraph, and uh, it was all supposed to be about my life and all, and talking about my dogs and what what cat food I fed my birds. <laughs> uh, your dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and um, she was just at the end of the interview. She was all like, 
oh, you think of the political situation here? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and like, she says, would you, I mean, would you ever get involved yourself? And I said, like, not in this lifetime. I mean, maybe, uh, and, and I said something positive towards it. And everything else was wiped out from the interview. And on the pot, I said, Hodor, not even Christian, Hodor wants to be in politics. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the election posters. I know. Hodor won. You know, I know. Just, or what about and what about like what about the imagery between behind that would be very powerful like you you know leaning up against the door and yeah, you've got with like those two on the other side all the politicians all the old politicians yeah, trying to get through. Free, man. I think yeah. you get a, I think you you would get definitely get votes holding the door to Stormont. You're you're in one hundred percent holding the door holding the door to a against the future. past. Because well, that sounds oh, like you're blocking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the actual truth. Well, to be fair, to be fair, that's going to get you a lot of votes too. <laughs> but I think the DUP used that one. <laughs> that's a Freudian slip. Story of future. Nope, 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 nope. We're not ready for you yet. A couple more years of misery. Listen, I know gay marriage is all right now, but listen, not on Nairn's watch. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Fucking hell. See, that's what happened to my lovely little puff piece. I hate that. I know. <laughs> I hate that. I was so mad. Honestly, very, very, very seldom I got that pissed. I, I was going to go and do her knees. But I know what you but, mean about how, like, a small thing in it, and I've had a limited experience of this, but a very small thing <laughs> yeah. becomes, like, the whole thing. Like, I did it with the Telegraph. I did, like, a lifestyle Q&A yeah. of, uh, you know, 21 questions kind of thing, and one was Celebrity Crush. I've never since I was a kid, been into, like, fancying celebrities. No. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, because I, have, I haven't seen them. You know, it's it's difficult for me to be like, oh, I fancy that person. I was like, who do I say? I don't know. And I said to the reporter, I was like, who who would I say? And she's like, uh, you know, you could have a name three people. She's like, Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, Ariana Grande. She paraphrased me saying, Ariana Grande, one day I would like to meet her. And I was like, well, that makes it sound like I'm going to murder her yes, at some point. Yes, it really does. One day I would like to meet her. I wouldn't. I'd have her on the podcast, sure? but... Yeah, well, I don't think we'd have anything in common. <laughs> we just wouldn't. I don't think we'd connect. It is ridiculous what they pick up on, like. It's so, really weird. What's the worst time you've been misquoted, apart from that? You that, that that's, that's, what, that's probably it. Uh, oh, no. There's another one. Um, someone asked me like, who was my favourite character, or who was my least favourite character in, in Game of Thrones. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of Jon Snow, really. I know it's controversial. and um, But I just think, I, I like some of the characters. It's really balanced about it. Like, I, I just think there's other storylines that I like better. Yeah. And in the sidebar of shame, I think it was in the Daily Mail, um, Christian Nairn hates Kit Harrington. <laughs> I had to ring him, like, I was like, Kit, you know what's happened here? He said, don't worry, I know. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Are you seriously? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we'll get a clip of Christian saying he's going. He is going to run for first minister. Yeah, and you heard me saying I hate Kit Harrington. There's what you get a really nice, clear picture of that. You want to stop the future here? <laughs> yeah. and you hate Kit Harrington, and that's the two things. Unless in anyone, who, claw lions. anyone who doesn't vote for you, dick split. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut your dick in two, and not that way. Let's go that way. That's your slogan. You get your dick cut in two, and not that way. <laughs> Christian, cheers for doing the podcast. Oh, it's been a long time coming. Appreciate it. You're welcome.